Welcome, traveler, to the novelist's journey. Your guide from Tatooine to the Death Star, and everything in between, where we break down writing topics within and without the book binding. My name's Daniel, but you can call me novelist. I'll be your guide on this journey. Traveler, to Traveler, it's not safe here. You shouldn't have come back. How did you even find me anyway? Actually, we don't have time for this. My hands are bound behind me. I don't know what they did with Simeon or Wayne. I'm a little disoriented. Wasn't it nighttime? The setting sun is peering through the swaying trees as if I slept through the night or something. But I feel just as sore as before. That doesn't matter now. Thanks for getting me out of the rope. We need to find the brothers and fast. But first, with our blank canvas, what do we see? Can't find anyone if there's nowhere around us to see. There could be bad guys or guards, but right now we're in a forest. If we're here because we were attacked, then we aren't alone. Yet I see no one else here. It's all just trees. A quiet forest. It would probably feel so peaceful, if not for how we got here. We should start walking. A lesson I learned as a kid, don't wait for the ball to come to you. By the time it does, the game will be long over. If you've been here before, then you know what this is about. But if you're new, here I share my thoughts on a particular writing topic. Prose or grammar aren't as important as we explore seemingly simple yet complex relationships. We create here, and that's what it's all about. The canopy of leaves and the thicket of trees surrounding us make it hard to know where we are. I was so busy telling you about distance before that I didn't take in my surroundings. It was all whatever you imagined it to be. For me, it was hills of trees surrounding a path that snaked through the valley. Right now, it's a moss-covered ground sprouting with small bulbs that look like St. John's Warp. It's got an autumn vibe to it. Depending on your character, you can describe this scene through them and how they feel. I'll do a more extensive piece on filtering later because I enjoy that topic so much. But every description of this I can think of will tell of how quiet it is and how isolating it is. Some descriptions in a positive light Others, not so light. Since we're looking for our group, surprise attacked in the dark, and tied up in the middle of nowhere, the feeling and the description will be a bit hasty, sprinkled with suspicion about direction and about how helpless we are. We have seemingly no way of knowing where we are or where everyone else is. Or do we? See, this is the part where the main character in this case, us, or the side character, who gets a short point of view to build suspense, pulls from what they know and starts to see the individual trees in the forest, so to speak. Or in this case, literally. While forests can seem never-ending and have consistent flora, this plays into our hands when noticing tracks or signs of life. Which trees had ropes attached to them? Are there any tracks on the ground for us to follow? They don't have to be footprints. Instead, crushed leaves, 
damaged branches, and so on, will give away an enemy's direction. It's too bad everything looks normal. At least to my untrained eye. I'd ask you to look, but I know you're seeing everything through my descriptions. You might think they're hiding in the trees just out of view. While there is probably a spell to discover them, I'm too wiped to use it. Plus, these trees aren't very thick. If they really are hiding, then they're doing it far from here. It's getting dark again. And some of the dense fog is rolling in. Which doesn't entirely make sense. The sun wasn't that low to the ground. There's something really odd about this. While I did take barely a few steps, it's been very little time since I came to. I'm getting the anxious feeling to run as far from here as possible. But something is still so unusual. And you might have put together what exactly that thing is. We are barely moving, yet the fog clouds only move when we do. And the smell in the air? It's like fermented dirt. The trees around us feel more densely packed. And the forest floor is so faded, the bulbous warp bundles from earlier look dead. The ones under my shoes have definitely lost color. Wait, these aren't... Are they? No, that doesn't make sense. Those don't normally produce during this season. It can't be much else, though. So I made a mistake. Not with something I said, but with where I've been stepping. I hadn't noticed it before, but this wart stuff had been removed from the area I was dumped in. Not a big area removed, but a noticeable amount. Yet I didn't realize it until now. This wart is a special plant. Not the same as the one I've seen before, but the pieces are matching up. St. John's wart-like plant with an in-plain-sight camouflage color blending into the surrounding scenery. And for how dark and foggy it is, it's still warm out. This brings us to today's topic, plants. It was a surprise topic that spawned when I started to think about the moment we ended on the last chapter. I hadn't spoken much about our journey when suddenly we were in the middle of a dark, dense fog. Just like in a book, that setup would have included distracting moments between characters. They'd note the crunching beneath their feet, like squishing a bunch of bugs at the same time. As they continue, they'd smell something in the air. It's up to you if that smell is something soothing or concerning. Then they live through weird conditions, like the fog and darkness that we have here. Or, in the case that I referenced before with having a similar experience, maybe sweltering heat came down on me as dirt turned to sand. These we can call mirage berries. If you want to separate the name from the direct translation for any reason, go ahead. Some options are to remove pieces of the word. We can say miraberries or mijaberries. Even mix the words together and say miragerys. And even disconnect from the words altogether. Like sintin drops if you're naming it after a person or place. For the sake of us now, and anyone who might join us in the future, we will stick with mirage berries. But that brings me back to the story of Ganon's Lance. This time, not for the legend of the dragon rog killer. 
No, we're here for the plant that stands as his symbol. It started as just the idea of someone somewhere in the world telling their child that a tree they both looked at was called Ganon's Lance. The mental image of the tree changed a few times over the course of its existence. At some point, I even saw it as an umbrella shape. I give it characteristics to reason it being there on the cliffside. A sturdiness to grow at high altitude. Strong branches with thick leaves that don't fall off so easily. Because of its environment, the tree doesn't grow so tall. After so many years on the cliffside, Ganon's original tree lance was already about three quarters of its full height, which was just slightly taller than him. The part about the two people seeing it somewhere besides the Akuma mountain range is because the one grown in that range has adapted to the harsh environment. But this tree species exists in other parts of the country too, with similar bark and color and leaves. I haven't named it yet. Never really had to. With woods like pine and oak and redwood, a name for a tree needs to be simple. You and Willow are closer to the feeling. I'm liking the name Wilk for the tree. Like Willow and Silk slammed together. Since we have the name Ganon's Lance, the tree's actual name isn't as needed. But when it comes to the origin story of the name, before it ever takes hold, I'd say knowing what people called it is important. And when writing about the tree, the more you can say about it, the better. It's the main object of that story. A symbol I'm kind of wanting to draw out and make an emblem for, now that I've passed my graphic design class. It feels a little like I'm going on a tangent, getting away from the topic at hand. Why was all of this important? Because plants aren't something to ignore in your story. We're just going to sit here anyway until the effects of the mirage berries wear off, since most of our senses are affected by them. Plants in your story can be more than just what we've seen so far. There's also the inclusion of edible plants, like fruits and vegetables. At first, I had trouble figuring out what new fruits and vegetables would look like or taste like. I wanted something new for my story world, especially for something as unique as the underground city of Vasir. They adapted, and so did the plants. Through selective breeding of surviving plants, they created new ones. Fruits couldn't grow down here, but many vegetables pulled through. I don't remember exactly which new ones they made, but I think at least one of them was a squash-type plant. Food plants. At least new ones to either your reader or your character, or both, act as an opportunity for you to show off some description skills. If it's new to the character, it displays how they interact with things they don't know, and their view on foods and other things with similar descriptions to the food, like how children don't like broccoli. But in the case of making new plants to share with the reader, all of these plants I've shared today are good examples. An icon, such as the Wilk tree, known best as Ganon's Lance. Having the new tree allows us to make our own beauty. And a new tool or weapon. The fruits and vegetables you create are a description angel, giving you the chance to create a new tangy, tart, bittersweet taste with a shape and size unknown by our world. And with the mirage berries here, that are starting to wear off, 
we have the opportunity to make tools and weapons on a more complex scale. The Wilk is much more decorative and only useful as a material source if it's not used for its looks. The Mirage Berries have culinary and drug uses that certain parties can gain from. There's a flower in my story world. Since the main storyline hasn't come to the overworld yet, and the flower isn't common, I haven't worked with it enough to have named it, and I don't plan to name it here. But there's a flower that I thought up that is sought after by assassins and chefs alike. Every night, the flower bulb fills with a uniquely sweet liquid. Every day, it blooms and the sweet liquid spills over its petals. The aroma attracts many beasts and bugs and even people to try it out. But as soon as they take even a bite of it, they're paralyzed. The paralysis can last as little as a couple of hours and up to a day and a half. Those are rough estimates and can change depending on what I need them for when they actually appear in the story. But the idea is that the toxin within the leaves causes the paralysis. Assassins would love this because they can harvest the petals with or without the sweet liquid. While I also pointed out that chefs would like this flower. Foraging chefs or chefs that buy from foragers would pay top dollar to use this sweet nectar in their dishes. Since the liquid is sweet, but not the petals, it would have to be removed from the flower bud before it blooms and without scraping any of the petal into the mix, contaminating it. This whole situation would be great for a story. Whether a character is invited to try the delicacy firsthand, or it's used in a murder mystery, or a character is tasked with the job of obtaining it. Having plant varieties in your story can be fun, interesting, and thought-provoking. It can be a part of the plot harmfully or helpfully. It's up to you how you use it. And now that the foggy sensation of the mirage berries is wearing off, we can finally, very carefully, move on. If you found anything helpful or use these ideas to make something, share it in the subreddit. You'll find it at reddit.com slash r slash the novelist journey. Email me at the novelist journey at gmail.com or on the subreddit to let me know what you'd like to view towards on our journey. Follow on Twitter or X for updates on our journey. And listen to this podcast on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Tread carefully. We're on our way to find the bros and some foes. Travel the pages. Conquer the book. Build your legend. <laughs>